0: is the dearest that Jesus loves me. I'm so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. me. I'm so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves even me. Oh, I forgive Dear loving arms would I flee When I remember that Jesus
1: loves me I'm so glad that Jesus
0: loves me Jesus loves me Jesus loves me I am so glad that Jesus loves me Jesus loves even me Oh, if there's only one song I can sing see the breaking, this shall my song in eternity be. Oh, what a wonder that Jesus loves me, I'm so glad that Jesus loves me, Jesus loves me, Jesus loves me, me. I'm so glad that Jesus loves me, Jesus loves even me. Deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply sank within, seeking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me, now safe am I. Love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help. Love lifted me. All my heart to Him I give, ever to Him I cling. In its blessed presence live, ever His praises sing. Love so mighty and so true, bears my soul's best songs. Faithful, loving, service to Him belongs. Love lifted me, me, love lifted me, me. when nothing else could help. Love lifted me, love lifted me, me. love lifted, me, me. Love lifted me, me, when nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Souls in danger, look above, Jesus completely saves. He will lift you by his love out of the angry waves. He's the master of the sea, billows his will obey. He, your Savior, wants to be, be saved today. Love lifted me in me, love lifted me me, when nothing else could help.
2: man you girls done a great job there you know i can only imagine what it's like to be a young person and yeah i can only imagine <laughs> but uh, you know it has to be a, a time when our nerves are unsettled when we when everybody's looking at us but these these girls done a great job and i thank the lord thank the lord for that and uh You know, sometimes we just need to make sure that our young people know how much we appreciate them. And I do truly appreciate them and thank God for them. If you would like to turn your Bibles to the book of Ephesians in chapter 6. Ephesians in chapter 6. Now, this morning I was a little bit long. I'm going to be a little bit short tonight. At least I'm going to try to be. But I pray that the Lord will bless the reading of the word and and also the message. You know, the devil is as a roaring lion, and he's seeking whom he may devour. And folks, I want you to know something: lions are very are very uh, cunning. I mean, if you just stop and I don't know if you've ever watched uh, maybe the discover channel and watch these lines and and their actions and what they do you know i i'll be honest with you a lion is a scary a scary animal but so is the devil the bible wants us to realize that the devil is not just somebody not to mess with but the devil is somebody you got to watch out for The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 and beginning at verse 10 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities and against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, this is where I'm going to stop this evening. You know, you could read the rest of this and understand that the rest of it gives us the wherewithal that we need to fight with. I just want to bring something to our attention tonight and cause us to be on guard uh, for the devil because he has methods of deception that will destroy not only you as an individual, but the devil can destroy a whole church. The devil's methods of deception... You know, I want you to think about the things that are being said tonight. I want you to consider how the devil puts things in your mind or, or uh, takes things away from your mind, your thoughts. You know, a lot of times we want to look at the devil and, and we will look at the things that he does rather than the things that he doesn't do or things that he takes from us. I want you to realize tonight how dangerous that messing with the devil can be. For any church that does not believe that the devil is capable, you'll find yourself a church that's going to be assaulted in its weakest points. And that's the reason why tonight that I believe that it is a very important thing to teach on how the devil moves among God's people. So I pray tonight that the message will be a message of warning, one that will cause us to be aware, first of all, of the tactics of the devil. Just look at our own minds for just a moment. You know, the Bible tells us that in order for us to be what we need to be, our minds or our mindset needs to be renewed. Our minds need to be changed about what we think about the devil. It seems like everybody's got the picture of the devil as as an, an ugly beast with a pitchfork and a forked tail and a forked tongue with horns coming out of his head. Now listen... Hey, i grant you, that's a picture of the devil, all right. But the devil that I'm going to describe tonight, the Bible says, was one of the most beautiful beings that God ever created. He is a being that is very cunning. He is a being that is very deceptive. So our message tonight, again, is one that would warn us. Warn all of us of the devil's tactics to mislead, misguide, deceive, or fall for his tricks. The devil being that old serpent called Lucifer... You know, the one that we are told that God cast out of heaven. He cast not only him out of heaven, but he cast his fallen angels out with him. But he goes about this whole earth seeking whom he may destroy. And folks, one of the the great accomplishments of the devil is his destroying of sound churches. His ability to destroy people. This is what the devil does. So tonight, if there is even a hint of, of something in your mind, as we were dealing with even this morning, and something that would be hurtful or destructive to the church, you have to know that that's not of the Lord. You have to know that that is the work of the devil. If you would turn to Revelation for just a moment, I want to look at chapter 12, Revelation and chapter 12. We're going to begin reading here at verse 7. and I want you to look at this and think about what we are dealing with here tonight as a, as a blood-bought... Church of the Living God. The Bible says in verse seven about uh, something that is going to happen that, that I mean it all really calls us to be wary. There was war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And again, I want you to see that. Their place was not found in heaven. It's talking about the devil and his fallen angels. And verse 9 says, And the great dragon was cast out, and the old serpent called the devil and Satan. And I know in your Bibles you see these words that are capitalized. And and again, you know, it's one thing that I cannot do is give credence to. To the devil, I just I just can't do it in my writings, and then even in my my message title tonight, where I speak of the devil's methods of deception, believe me, his name is not highlighted; it is not capitalized either. And I know that is a, a just you know the way grammar works in. And when you go to the printing press, that's one thing they're going to change or have you to change. They mark that little red thing. They got red lines on everything. If they they looked at my sermons, I red line it for them. That's what I do. I go ahead and red line everything for them. And uh, that way I don't have to worry about somebody else doing it. But notice what it says here. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Now back in the book of Isaiah in chapter 14, notice what it says here, Isaiah 14. And again, remember who you're dealing with here. This This is the great destructor. This is the great deceiver. This is the wicked one. The Bible states it in verse 9. Down through about verse 19, which I don't know that we're going to read it all, but notice what it says here. Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth. It hath raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. All they shall speak and say unto thee, Art thou also become weak as we? Art thou become like unto us, the high pomp is brought down to the grave, and the noise of thy vows, the worm is spread under the tree, and the worms cover thee. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven." And I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. And I will set also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. And I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. And I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell <clears throat> to the sides of the pit. <clears throat> now I want you to consider something with me this evening. Do you really understand the tactics of the devil? Do you really understand how he uses people and how he destroys people? In Second Corinthians 4 and 4, the Bible says, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest The light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. What are some of the methods tonight that the devil uses? Tonight, again, I wish to remind us of some of the wiles of the devil. First of all, tonight, I want you to know that he is a seducing devil. We see him as he comes in to the very God-man himself in the book of Matthew in chapter 4. And the one thing that he's offering the creator of the universe is his own creation. Now, folks, I want you to know something. That That was one of those foolish things that the devil thought he could get by with. He told the Lord, I'll give you everything. Just bow down before me. You know, how often is it that he tells people today, I'll do everything you want. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to read the Bible. You don't have to pray. I'll give you everything that you need. I'll give you the world. You know, I've seen people today that one of, greatest, one of the greatest desires that they have is to win the lottery. I mean, they are fixated upon the fact that it's it's a trillion to one and yet they are fixated on the fact that They're going to win the lottery. You know what? I believe Satan says, Hey, I believe you got a good shot at this. Isn't that what he does, folks? I mean, seriously, when we get ourselves in a fix, usually it's because we have followed after the devices of Satan. Satan's desperate attempt to seduce the very Son of God was by the world's array. The things of the world. Things is what gets us in trouble. Especially this time of year, it gets a lot of bank accounts. It busts a lot of bank accounts and credit cards are are usually overextended. And and this is a time of year that people find themselves as they're making merry at January 1st and then they're all in trouble. Folks, I'll tell you, you know, I believe what God wants us to have, we're going to have. Amen? I believe everything that you need, God's going to give you. God's going to provide for you. God's going to enable you to provide for yourself. Or whatever the case may be, you know this, that God's going to take care of His children. We need to be careful about letting our or get out of control. Especially again at this time of year when when I mean all we want to do is just make people happy and make people smile and it is a great thing to have that feeling about yourself about somebody else just to just to see them smile but listen so often while we're trying to make them smile we're making ourselves grievous over the debt that we're piling up. Satan's got a way of robbing you of your joy. You see what I'm saying? Satan's got a way of grabbing your peace and throwing it out the door with next next week's credit card bill. The things of this world if desired so much will actually choke out the word of God in our lives and we will fall into temptation. Being tempted by the devil You say, well, what's this got to do? Listen, the devil is very, very wily. The wiles of the devil is one of those things that you need to get a hold of and understand that he uses whatever means possible to bring an end to your joy and peace. And if it is promising you the world, then later on you find out you got to pay for the world. You find out you're in trouble. Be careful, child of God, because Satan is that roaring lion, and he's trying his best to deceive you. Secondly, I want you to think about this. He is a deceiver and a master of deception. This is what we just mentioned here. You remember what he said back in the Garden of Eden, don't you? in the back of, in back in the garden of Eden, when he looked at Eve and he said, "You won't die." God knows that when you eat of this, you'll be like him. That was his desire, wasn't it? As a matter of fact, that's what the devil's greatest drive was, to be like God and even higher than God. But what did he deceive Eve with? The voice of God. God's own word. He deceived her with the truth. He made it, He changed it just enough to make it say something different. Is that not what they're doing with this precious truth today? The Word of God today is being changed in a radical way and people don't even realize it because, well, it's just left out one word here and one word there. You leave out the virgin birth and you're in trouble. You have no no Saviour. Because what is the the big deal about a a woman having a child? Even though it's a big deal, I want to ask, is it anything near a virgin birth? Folks, I'll tell you what, that's the reason why we've got to be careful with this old book. Mm -hmm. Satan's got a way of deceiving us with the Word of God. And if he can take enough out of the Word of God to change it, he'll be okay with it. He don't care how much of the Living Word that you have, or the Living, uh, the NIV, or whatever it is that uh, you're so fond of. You know, if it takes, if it changes anything in the Word of God, it is wrong. It brings about deception, and it brings about a, a, a deceitfulness, and that's what you got to be careful about. That's the reason why tonight, that this old book that you hold in your lap, this King James Version Bible. Listen, this is the authorized version of the Word of God, and this is what they translated. And yes, I know that this Word itself was not, was not necessarily uh, inspired, but it came from the inspired Word of God, the very breath of God, the scrolls that, that had the Word of God in it. This is where this Word came from. And King James had it translated into English so we could see it and read it and understand it. You begin to change the word of God and you've destroyed it. If you change the what the word of God says, you know, now the Bible stated that, that God told Adam, Thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Now, God told Adam that, and Satan got a hold of Eve. He said, No, I what he meant. No, that ain't what it meant. You know what he said was this. You know, he changed the meaning of one verse. And you know what it done? The meaning of one verse throwed the whole world in chaos. As a matter of fact, the changing of one verse of Scripture here, the changing of one phrase that God gave Adam put every human being that's ever been born from Adam's children to the last child that was just born, and we're talking six, 7,000 years of people being born and brought into the world, every last one of us has been born in sin because of one phrase being changed. You don't think Satan can destroy you? Satan has already destroyed your happiness because sin entered in. Think about it. Sin is already entered in. He deceiveth the whole world, the Bible says. He does not come unto us saying, and in my writing, I wrote this down once before, and I look at this and I say, He does not come to us and say, Good morning, I'm the devil and I want to lead you and your thinking in a way that will destroy your life. He doesn't come to you like it, does he? He doesn't say, I wish to cause you and your family a world of sorrow and suffering, does he? He doesn't tell you that. You know why? Because he's deceptive. He does not come to the Christian and say, I wish to show you how you can dishonor Jesus. No, He just leads us in a way that would cause us to live a life that dishonors the Lord. So I ask you tonight, have you ever found yourself in a place where the great deceiver has got a hold of you? He gets a hold of all of us from time to time. And I don't think there's any of us immune to it and I don't think any of us can by ourselves fight the devil. I've never been one of those that claimed that you can fly over hell and shoot the devil in the eye with a water gun and get by with it. I've never tempted because he is a wily devil. He is deceptive, he is cruel, and he is mean. The devil is something that you do not wish to mess with. But yet, how often do we mess with the devil with our lives? Listen, let us be careful. The third thing I want you to think of is that He comes in a in a transformed way. Sometimes, you know, that perfect job that you've been offered that it's going to lead you away from the house of God, that's going to lead you away from your home, that's going to lead you away from Christianity. I don't think it's such a perfect job if it does that. What about the the, the hope of Of gaining all the wealth of the world. You ask the people that have won these great big lotteries just how happy they are. They've done interviews with these people. Let me tell you something. Every last one of them to a T that I've listened to says it has ruined their lives. Why? Because they have become consumed with that thing. You see, oftentimes we look at the devil, we look at the things that the world is offering us and we think, that's exactly what I think I need. Then all of a sudden when you get it, you'll find that it has burnt you. Because you see, you can't play with fire without having a stench of smoke on you. And I believe tonight that that's one thing that way too many Christians have done in their lives. They... They've meddled with sin, and it's cost them a fortune. Folks, I'll tell you tonight, one of the great things that you've got to be careful of is knowing when the deceiver is working on you. One area in which we are deceived a great deal of the time is when we're led to believe that we're fighting against each other. You know, one of the greatest causes of church destruction today is not, is not the world outside. Most of the times, church splits happen within the body. And that's what the Apostle Paul told young Timothy. He said, listen, you make sure you get things settled in the churches. Be careful. Because Satan is that one, as I spoke this morning about the spirit Listen, whose spirit are you following? Is it something that's going to bless the church or be an exhortation to the church? That's, that's always of the Lord. The devil doesn't want to exhort the church, that's for sure. The devil does not want to build up the people of God. The devil does not want to see the people of God happy. The devil does not want to see good things happening in the house of God. So what does he do? He tries to destroy it from within. He makes people believe that we're fighting each other. Ephesians 6, 10 through 12, it it talks about that. We don't fight against flesh and blood. The Bible teaches us in verse 11 that we've got to put on the whole armor of God if we're going to stand against the devil. Now let me ask you something tonight. How does the devil deal with with the lost He holds them in unbelief does he not Does he not blind the eyes that that they cannot see the light Does he not do Is that not what the Bible says That's what exactly what the Bible says He blinds the eyes and minds of people so they will not see or understand That's what the Bible says That's the reason why you got to be careful when you're dealing with the devil Listen, again, he's not somebody you want to play tag with. The devil's somebody that you want to steer clear of because he will destroy your life. He'll destroy your, your, your character. That's why we must put on the whole armor of God. Amen? That's the reason why we've got to watch and to pray we are to stand against the wiles of the devil realizing this, that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. That's the reason why today that there's so many church splits. Because people have come to the realization of their of their own thinking that this must be their fault. When all along it's Satan that's caused the uproar. It's never the Holy Spirit that causes an uproar in the church. It's never the Holy Spirit. It's never the Holy Spirit that causes us to lash out at one another. It's never the Holy Spirit. That's always the work of the dark one. It's always the work of Lucifer. Now, get a hold of this. You know, we should not have any quarrel with mankind. We shouldn't have any fighting with our human beings or fellow human beings. But we need to realize it's the principalities and the powers of the dark side that we have to deal with. That's who always causes the trouble within a body. They're great evil powers, evil demons who are seeking to control hearts, minds, wills of men and women, boys and girls. And he has his way far too many times. Yeah, I spoke to you this morning about a, a preacher friend. that seems to be having some really hard way to go. And it's sad because it's something that I've watched happen. Down over the years, I've watched him. And I've watched this group. Folks, I want you to know something. The devil, man, the devil's wicked. And he will cause people to do things that if we only follow the Holy Spirit, we'd never even think about. Let's be sure tonight that we keep this church where she needs to be. And there's only one way to do that, folks. And that's to feed the right spirit, as I spoke of this morning. Be wary of that evil spirit that causes you to think ill of a brother and sister in Christ, because that's not the Lord. That, my friend, is the devil. You say, well, you know, that's just the way they are. No, I'm telling you, that's the devil. You've got to be careful about falling after the devil, because he can lead you astray. And he will. It's not that he can, but he will. Be careful tonight, church family. Love the Lord, love His Word, and love each other. Be, as was mentioned in our prayer room again tonight, the one thing that we always pray in the prayer room is we pray for the brotherhood. That love will abound. I'm talking about brotherly love. That it will abound in this house. Listen, folks. If the, devil, if the devil's got you thinking otherwise, listen. Be careful. Because it will destroy you. And be careful because it could destroy the church because that's all it takes It's just one idle word, one idle sentence. Something like that could destroy somebody or hurt somebody. Then the devil's had his way. Let's be sure we keep the devil in his place, folks. He needs to be outside the doors. We need to fill this house with the glory of God. Amen. The Holy Spirit needs to be the one who resides in this place. Folks, I know you, you've, never, you've never experienced this, but to preach in a place where there is a church split going on at the time it is one of the most difficult things I've ever done. It's a hard thing to be a preacher knowing that this side's against this side. Now, I'm talking literally. When the church gets up to leave, one side leaves and then the other side will leave. Now that's what you call a bad place to be. Protect what we have here. And what I would say is the same thing I said in the prayer room. Protect it at all costs. May God grant us the ability to put the armor on and walk according to His will. Let's all stand please. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before your throne tonight, we do so with thankful hearts. We thank you, dear God, that in this house, even though we are just mere human beings, and even though we are just as capable of sin as any other person, I feel, dear God, that you have blessed in this church now. I pray, Father, protect us from the devil. Help us to stand against the wiles and deceptions of Him. And, and Lord, when things begin to creep up in our thoughts, let us realize that that's not of the right spirit. But Let us lean on the Spirit of God which leads into righteousness, which leads us into a place as Galatians 5 speaks of. Help us, dear God, tonight to be that faithful group of individuals. Who put thee first and watch and wait on the Lord. Lord, bless us tonight. Protect us from the wiles of the devil. And Lord, help us to know the difference. And help us to try, dear God, the Spirit. Bless us tonight. Bless the saved. Lift them up. Lord, we pray for the lost that you'd save them this hour. Forgive us, Lord, our sin. In Christ's name. Amen. Have our song leader and our pianist to come.